dictates. Down on the stage, a hearty kick by the young lover up the backside of his newly arrived slave sent him tumbling to the ground and the audience into a fresh fit of laughter that grew as the players then proceeded to chase each other around with many trips, turns and near misses. In the imperial box, Caligula gave his own demonstration of comedy running, chasing his lame uncle Claudius up and down, this time to the genuine amusement of the crowd, who never failed to appreciate a cripple being mocked. Even the emperor's sixteen full-bearded German bodyguards lined up across the rear of the box, shared in the enjoyment of the hapless man's degradation. The two Praetorian tribunes, standing to either side of the enclosure, made no effort to reprimand their subordinates. "'Are you really going to make that buffoon emperor?' Sabinus asked, raising his voice against the escalating mirth as Claudius's weak legs gave out and he sprawled onto the floor. "'What choice do we have?' He's the last of the adult Julio-Claudians. My men in the Praetorian Guard won't accept the restoration of the Republic. They know that'll lead to their disbandment. They'll mutiny, kill me and any other of my officers who stand in their way. Then they'll make Claudius emperor anyway. Not if we assassinate him as well. Clemens shook his head. I can't in honour order his death. I'm his client. He indicated the two Praetorian tribunes in the box and lowered his voice as Caligula, tired of humiliating his uncle, retook his seat and the audience settled back down to watching the scheduled entertainment. Cassius Correa, Cornelius Sabinus and I have agreed that Claudius must become emperor. It's our best hope of surviving this. We've had discreet negotiations with his freedmen, Narcissus and Pallas, as well as Caligula's freedman, Callistus. He's seen the way things are going and has thrown his lot in with the Claudius faction. They've promised to try and protect us from any vengeance that Claudius would be honour-bound to exact for killing a member of his family, even though he'll be the beneficiary. A very surprised one. Claudius doesn't know yet. Clemens raised an eyebrow. Would you trust that garrulous idiot with such a secret? And yet you would trust him with the Empire. Clemens shrugged. I say he should die. No, Sabinus, and I demand your oath to Mithras on that. We could have done this a couple of months ago, but we delayed so that you could get back to Rome to strike the blow and satisfy your honour. Jupiter's tight sack, I've already exposed another conspiracy to the Emperor in order to ensure that it will be us who will have the pleasure of killing him. Sabinus grunted his assent, well aware that he was in no position to argue. For the two years since the rape of his wife Clementina, and his appointment as legate of the Ninth Hispana by the perpetrator of that outrage, he had been stationed with his legion in the northern frontier in the province of Pannonia, cut off from Rome. He had been forced to wait until Clementina's brother Clemens, one of the two prefects of the Praetorian Guard, had identified a group of his officers disaffected enough with Caligula's deranged behaviour to risk their lives in an assassination attempt. This had proved to be a lengthy process, as Clemens' coded letters had informed him, owing to his men's understandable reluctance to share treasonable thoughts. If they misjudged their confidant, they would have been immediately executed. The tipping point had come the previous year, after Caligula had returned from a half-hearted punitive expedition to Germania and an aborted invasion of Britannia, where the legions had refused to embark on the ships. He had humiliated them for their insubordination by making them collect seashells, which he paraded through the streets of Rome in a mock triumph. Having alienated the army, 
he had then proceeded to do the same to the Senate and the Praetorian Guard, making himself absolutely friendless by announcing his intention to move the Empire's capital from Rome to Alexandria. This had caused consternation amongst both the officers and the nine thousand rank and file of the Guard. They feared that they would either be forced to relocate to the unpleasantly hot province of Egypt, or worse, be left behind to rot into irrelevancy so far from the emperor who gave purpose to their existence. United in their fears for their future, the officers had hesitantly begun to share their unease with one another. Clemens had soon been able to recruit the tribune Cassius Chirea, whom he had long suspected of harbouring murderous intent towards the emperor, who constantly mocked his high voice. Chirea had brought his close friend and fellow tribune Cornelius Sabinus into the plot, as well as two disaffected centurions. With the conspirators finally in place, Clemens had kept his promise to Sabinus that he would be the one.